0: Chamber Spaces and welcome to The Ether. Today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Today on The Ether, The PageDAO Show, Episode 18. Let's take a listen.
1: This week, we, we don't have a special guest on this show, uh, but I still believe it'll be a pretty good show because we just always have so much to talk about. Um, on that note, though, I do uh, just want to go ahead and start it off um my name is dylan i go by epic dylan online um i'm one of the founders of the page dow been working on this concept since mid 2020 with easy and crypto we've been joined by indefatigable by cd vagabond by riona morgan uh throughout the interceding time and the organization is growing Uh, we're also getting better at building technology and we're getting better at communicating our message and so that's what I'm excited about today. And that's what I'm grateful for today. Um, so, so I hope I'm not throwing you guys through a loop, but I, I just wanted to, uh, to drop a little gratitude with my introduction while I was at it.
2: No, I think that's great. Um, I, I think gratitude is a, is a great thing. I'm uh, C.D. Domitio. I go by Vagabond. I'm the founder and publisher of Vagabond Magazine, which is a um, Web3 publication that you are hopefully familiar with. Um, and along the lines with gratitude I'd like to throw out some empathy and compassion um, and concern for our fellow humans uh, in Turkey right now huge devastating uh, situation still ongoing thousands of people dead and um, you know tens of thousands of people displaced from their homes including lots of people in the web 3 space and uh, I think uh, if we keep all that in mind as we move forward through our days and days um, that it will um, it will ultimately benefit us and benefit them, uh, even if we can't and and help maybe the way that we'd like to. Um, so anyway, my heart, my compassion, they'll go out to Turkey right now.
1: Yeah, that is some truly, truly tragic stuff going on over there. Uh, a bunch of big earthquakes, right? Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, massive earthquakes. I mean, I I lived there for. Several years, um, I taught as a teacher there, and so uh, you know, this has affected a lot of people that I care about, and um, you know, even people that maybe I'm um, over the years in different classes and things. So, I, I really, um, yeah, it it hits because it's this is a big deal, yeah. But I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want that to be the focus of this um, show or space. I just want to remind everybody that there's some serious tragedy going on in the world right now.
3: Yes, I hear you. I hear you. On a space earlier today, we had a moment of silence, um, just to send good thoughts and love across the planet. So, um, I am Rihanna Morgan, and I'm joining Dylan and CD here on the stage today. And um, so, I'm a a Web three author, a literary NFT author. I'm a great, big, huge fan of PageDAO. It's like my family. Here on in the web 3 space. I am senior editor of Vagabond magazine. And so these guys and I, we do a lot of things together. And I could say that um, without a doubt, this is my favorite place, favorite space, and my favorite time spent here with everyone. And I can't wait to talk about um, all the things we're going to talk about today. And I too want to fill the space with some gratitude and care for you all and everyone at PageDAO and all the writers here in the Web3 space. We are really building a beautiful landscape and I'm so excited to be part of it with you all. Hear,
2: here, That's awesome. And uh, Rihanna, um, thank you for always being a voice of gratitude. Dylan also, I uh, appreciate your gratitude to starting today. So what's up with PageDAO this week? That's what, What I
1: want to know oh man Uh, there is a lot up with pagedow this week um so let's see I, I guess the first place to to logically start um would be the page token and so last week I launched a little test net and there's a prize pool so if you hear this and you think man I really need some page token uh you could potentially still go earn some uh because that test net is still live um, when you have a contract that works, it distributes the staking rewards um, and the token supplies are totally arbitrary. I just, you know, kind of put a bunch of zeros behind a one and that was how many we minted. Um, it could have all been sevens or something to have was a little bit more of a memester. Um, but also with respect to the page token. Um, some potentially big stuff is afoot, because I've been in contact with uh, Sonny from Osmosis, and he has put me in contact with the Axlar folks, and I have filled out a form. And I believe that there is um, one problem with the PAGE token, which is that the market cap is really, really low. Um, I think it's under $30,000 now. Uh, so, so our cryptocurrency has not rebounded with uh, the rest of the industry and Anyway, it's just more pain for the page token, unfortunately. And I guess until we have like a little bit more tech uh, put together and kind of some really concrete utility for it, it's going to remain more of a a badge of honor for contributing to the creation of the DAO uh, than like a unit of money. You know, at the end of the day, we started it as a social token um, and there's just always going to be some uh, baggage um, kind of kind of there. Because there wasn't like some kind of flashy, super awesome like use case for people to speculate on when we launched it. Um, The good news is that I think that keeps us out of trouble with the SEC forever. Um, I I think our launch was totally legal. I think everything we've done since has been totally legal. And I don't see any permutations of like the law that could like come back on us right now that I'm seeing. Uh, So I do think that there are advantages to kind of doing things the way that we've done them. Uh, but I bring up this kind of problem of like the low market cap of the Page token, because I believe if we are accepted with Axelar, um, they're going to want to use Page as a fee token, and so the fact that the token's illiquid um, is potentially an issue, uh, because you know if if people are doing bridge operations and the relayer, uh excuse me the relayers need to be compensated, um, they would like to be compensated in money and not in some you know social token that doesn't necessarily fulfill much of a financial function yet so the jury's still out um but basically if we end up getting listed on osmosis i do believe there's a chance uh that people will see us there and start to recognize the fact that the project's not dead that we're making progress um and and that the the token does represent a point of utility both now and in the future um so you know, it's, it's kind of a popularity contest with tokens and we see all the hype and stuff. And, you know, it's like 99% of the the folks that are looking to buy some sort of crypto are just going to follow that no matter what. Right. Um, and we're not there, uh, we're, we're not that side of the, of the aisle. Um, and that's by design because I, I think, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just FTX that, that's going to end up getting, you know, prosecuted over the next few decades is kind of some of the enormity of of what's happened over the past few years um you know kind of starts to uh to unwind a little bit more and we start to just get a better sense for uh what people have done and you know what was right and what was wrong about that um i do think that we deserve a little bit of kudos just for playing it ultra conservative and super safe and and just doing it the right way uh to to not get in trouble with the law but at the same time that does make it harder for us to grow because we don't have that big hype community just backing us no matter what happens and shouting our names to the rafters although you know maybe somebody some people will start doing that at some point it would be pretty cool to have you know that that kind of support and that level of support for the development operation we've got going on here um so I guess that's kind of phase one We're we're in limbo. We're waiting to deploy any sort of smart contracts to Arbitrum or Ethereum to distribute page for uh, people who stake or provide liquidity. Um, And the reason we're waiting is because we don't have a front end. uh, So we need to build a front end to do that there. Um, If we get onto the osmosis frontier, um, you could see much more rapid progress because basically they provide the front end. And, uh, and, and we could go ahead and just, you know, kind of get that deployed and spun up uh, using their tools uh, much more quickly than we can on our own. Um, so, so that's kind of the first phase of updates. I, I do want to kind of pause, though, because I know sometimes I just ramble with updates uh, for a long time. And, and I want to give my co-host a chance to kind of interject and ask any questions they might have.
2: Okay, I have a question, actually. Um, so I'm not, I'm not the biggest token guy. Um, you know, I, I understand some, but one of the issues that I've had, and it's it, maybe it's just me, is when I get a token like Page, right, which which I've been granted some. Like this week, I had to get a little liquidity together, and Page was one of the tokens that I chose to use to to get some liquidity. Um, but when I do that, does it actually have a, an adverse effect on Page itself? Like because I want to support PageDAO. But at the same time, I needed the liquidity that my page token represented. Not all of it, but a small bit of it. Um, When I sell or swap that liquidity, does it negatively affect page um, DAO or the page token itself?
1: Well, the price goes down. And the reason the price goes down is because the number of page in the liquidity pool goes up and the number of ETH in the pool goes down. So the page price goes down. Um, But honestly speaking, the only reason the price moves when somebody moves a small amount of liquidity is because we don't have enough liquidity in the first place. Um, So, I mean, yes, technically there is some impact. Um, No, it isn't the type of thing where you should be thinking, I shouldn't do that or or anything like that. Use the token how you want to use it, but because at the end of the day, I really do believe uh, that the the thing that needs to happen is that the liquidity needs to to go up, and to make that happen, we probably need to uh, one deliver something good that people are interested in, um, and and that makes people want to support us. And I'm not I'm not talking about riders. I'm I'm talking about you know people that have money. <laughs> not that writers don't not not that no riders have money, but but the, you know like there there are people whose job it is to go and provide liquidity to tokens. The reason they do that is because there's traffic on the token, and if you provide liquidity, you get 03 percent of all the transactions uh, that happen in that liquidity pool. And and so basically, uh, we probably just need to have somebody who's a little bit more institutional. Uh, to, to come in and, and assist us with that issue. That, that's not a thing that I, I think that anybody, uh, any individual who isn't like mega loaded in our DAO is, is capable of, you know, really addressing or, you know, should feel any sort of blame for or anything like that. Of course.
2: Thanks. I've, I've wondered about that. And, you know, I always felt a little bit guilty selling page, but um, yeah, I appreciate your, your thoughts and input on that. It takes away some of that guilt, all of it actually. And uh, so, Riona, we haven't heard from you in a while. What do you think about all that?
3: Well, I think that my brain explodes when you guys start talking about all those things. Um, but so the piece that I hear is that um we are moving in the right direction that um the page token was put together um legally, which of course I like, and um that it is growing and However, slowly that may be, but that it's growing, and there won't be there won't be any of the big issues that um, some of the other bigger programs have had, and so that's actually really good for us because we'll have a really steady, good foundation, and that um, that that's super exciting. Now, I I did want to say that I um, did jump in and um, worked on part of the page staking test quest and I did the first part fairly easily the second part um, doesn't come natural to me and so I have just been like playing around with what is it actually doing and how does this work and so I've just been trying to like teach myself about how that works and um, what the test net means and you know all of those kinds of things so that I'm more educated and then I will finish the second part of the the testing um, quest and so, um i'm I'm trying to keep up and learn all of these things that you guys just know off the cuff here, and um, I'm getting a lot better because i i'm my vocabulary is definitely growing, so thank you for your patience with me.
2: <laughs> Dylan knows that stuff off the cuff. I mean, I'm right there with you. I started doing that quest chain, and I got a little hung up on that second part as well, so don't feel bad at all, Rihanna,
3: yeah, I don't know what put in the how much do I say and and Dylan's like you could do this or this and I'm like I don't know what any of that means <laughs> I need you to sit here and tell me what to do. <laughs>
1: Hey, fair enough. And and I have no trouble doing that. Um, you know, we can jump on a call anytime. My DMs are always open. And just to just to kind of clear the waters here, like I didn't come out of my mother's uh, womb as like a, a liquidity pool savant. I, I think I was actually on a, a podcast about two years ago going, what is a liquidity pool? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody starts from that point, you know, and, and you kind of put it together piecemeal as you go.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I was so excited today that I that somebody mentioned a soul bound NFT in a Twitter space. And I was like, I know what that is. I know what that is. <laughs> I'm so excited that I know what that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of like piece by piece. We just kind of, you know, start to assemble it. But, but I, I want to uh, to, to just kind of push on this and see, um, is there anything specific that, that you think we should bring up during the show here?
3: Oh, I think that we should talk about Vagabond magazine and we should talk about all this stuff CD's got going on. Like, oh, my goodness. Seems like every day he pops on the on Twitter or whatever and there's something new happening. And so it's really exciting. And um, he put together. And I don't want to steal his thunder because I want him to talk about it. But it's really, he did an art sound compilation. And I really want him to talk about that. Like, he's like saying that it's creepy or whatever. Well, I thought it was sort of mesmerizing that it was like, you know, those one of those things where people jump on and they listen to the water run or something. You know, it's kind of um, mesmerizing in that sense of how it was all put together. So um, I thought it was really cool. So CD, tell us about that.
2: That is so cool. Um, you know, typical of me. I'm, I'm, I know I come out as as being extroverted and like always sort of forcing myself to toot my own horn um, or talk about the things that I'm doing. But um, but I'm always a little shy about this stuff. So thank you so much for um, for drawing me out on this. Um, yeah, this project was mid 2021. I was really watching the whole web three space and the like the whole thing that was going on with Bored Apes and all of the different projects that were being launched at that point. And I thought this is like this is world-changing stuff. And 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 you know, I'd already started well, we were well into exploring, you know, the ideas about publishing in on web three, but um we still haven't really moved into the area of exploring how the way that we absorb and and the way that we take content and and digest it is changing. And so I I decided to do an an art project. I was at a museum one day and I was just looking at art and I thought, wow, how, how would this art be combined with words and, and sort of like formed into something different? I create some art. Um, I created like six pieces of art. And then I derived all of those into like different different flavors with with filters and um, you know some distortion programs and things like that. And then um, I wanted to sort of you know in a way that wasn't directly talking about it. I wanted to take and this is this is something that I do when I'm when I'm writing poetry, which I don't share much. But I've always felt that art in itself and writing of a certain kind of particular poetry is actually a way of expressing things that we can't really express with words. So, it gets really interesting when we start doing that with words. Um, And and so, that's what I did was I took this art, I created this art to express a feeling, and then I tried to put that into words that weren't necessarily describing the feeling. And so, the whole thing is about this new idea permeating from some place that we don't know, coming up into our consciousness and basically seeding our consciousness and creating something that's brand new that uh, we don't know where it's going to go and what it's going to do. And and the result of this is this, this sort of cataclysmic birth and this, uh, I'm going to say, new evolution of human being born in this time, like a new type of, of human, a new type of conscious person. So anyway, I, I created this project, it was called Alpha Computer Mind, and I released it as a Lazy Mint back in mid-2021. And it, it never did very well, a few pieces sold, but it just mostly sat there. But I always, I always felt like, God, how do I share this? And what I what I realized is that the way that I connect with the written word is very different from the way that other people... Connect with the written word. The, the majority of people, not not necessarily speaking about writers, but speaking about like the general population. And you know, I can't watch a YouTube video that's an instructional video, but I can read an, an I can read an instruction manual and sort of enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Um, and the same thing with many things. So I thought, how do I how do I incorporate all of these things—the the feeling, the the tension, the sound, the art—into one one piece um so that people can experience it the way that i wanted to so and that's that's what you're referring to uh rihanna and and that's the, the video the, uh, the alpha computer mind video that i dropped yesterday um i did drop it uh on my scent page so i guess it's as an nft but the video is just on youtube the pieces are still for sale as lazy mints on OpenSea. and i also did a very uh quick and sloppy uh, <laughs> Read me book that uh, that basically so people can see the words and read the words along because I know in my narration um, which is is by intent a little bit droning and and um, and I won't say monotone but a little bit um, it's not normal speech but I did want people to be able to read along with it and see it and read me books provided the perfect opportunity for that because People don't have to buy it. They can just open it up, look at it and read the words and go along with it about these kind of things. Um, And again, thank you so much for asking me about it.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that's the the tone of your voice really was what I felt was so um, like engaging. Like I really wanted to hear what the next piece was. And and um, and then you said that the art was not AI art. And you said that you created the art. Well, how did you create the art?
2: <laughs> okay, so the, the art process on this was, was really something very um very low-tech. Okay, so I was in the Portland Art Museum and I basically snapped pictures of art that I liked with my phone. And then I came back home and I started, I looked at those pictures that I'd snapped and started playing with um with my tablet. And sort of drawing similar things, um, I wasn't really happy with the way that was going so there's there's these these distortion programs they're not AI, but basically they allow you to like run a piece of art or a photo or something through a filter um, and so I started using those along with um, the drawings that I'd done, and then ultimately, I actually pulled a couple of the photographs themselves in, and my thought was, and I said this in the initial project when when all the pieces sold I would reveal what the original art that like inspired the piece was and um it it didn't sell. so I never did do that but um but the original art is there and I've started to think that maybe revealing that art would be a mistake at this point because I'm afraid that the art itself might actually distort the meaning of what I created ends up uh bringing to the table does that make sense I'm not, I'm not trying to take credit for anything these are very old paintings that i was i was looking at these are like from dead masters um, Yeah.
3: no that makes total but um credit. i'm no, not trying to
2: take their credit, credit or their. okay yeah because i'm not trying to take credit for their work and and i i never have wanted to take credit for their work but um but at the same time i don't want to detract from what I was trying to say with their work does that make it does make sense yeah totally
3: yeah, one,
1: one example that comes to mind to me is is music you know a lot of times you'll uh, well you, you think about the mya song uh, paper planes and and then there there was a clash song that they literally lifted uh like the intro riff um I think to uh a song from the clash called straight to hell and and so you know I mean this is music that's still within copyright so you know, obviously you can't lift the whole song, uh, but but taking a snippet like that is, is kind of like an homage, you know, to it. And, and I think your project is really cool and I, th- I think it's really original and really creative. Um, I haven't actually gotten to really go look at the art yet, but I mean, from what you're saying here, it sounds like everything is totally, uh, absolutely within, uh, within like the above board category to me.
3: Oh yeah, completely. It feels like it's a, It's an inspirational jumping off point, like an inspirational foundation for um, a bigger idea. And so, of course, that's that's what that is all about. That's what all of that is. And I was thinking, because, you know, I was envisioning, you know, you're getting out your paintbrush and you're doing all these things. And I'm like, you can do that? Oh, my gosh, I can't do that. I have no idea how to be an artist. But I really love the idea of utilizing some of these master's uh, and the the great ones from the past and being like, okay, so now I'm going to take this and pull you with me into the future. And so I I love that idea so much.
2: And that was exactly what I was thinking, um, Rihanna. The, the whole thing was about pulling the past into the future that we don't necessarily see yet and sort of leaving it all cloudy together. Um, I'm so glad that you got that. I do paint, but uh, not like an old master, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, no, it it just seemed so intriguing. And I was just so, so excited about it. And I was like, why are you saying negative things? It's lovely. I love this.
2: (laughs) Oh, I I wasn't saying negative things. It was, it was my daughter. She said, she said, she said, it's creepy. And I I was like, really? It's creepy. And she was like, no, it's just really unsettling. And I, I thought that her description was right. It is unsettling and it's meant to be unsettling. Right, right. But um it's not meant to be to. Dylan, I I stepped on you there. My apologies.
1: Oh no worries. I mean art is all about creating a reaction. You know, I mean the the fact that you're able to um you know start off with this intention to create this visceral response in your audience. And and then you got that with like one of the first, I assume your daughter was probably the first person you showed it to. I mean, that's cool. You know, that's, uh, I I don't know. I'm not much of an artist. My painting is, I I guess, in many ways, the opposite of the old masters. Um, I I have very, very little talent. Um, But, you know, I've studied aesthetics enough to, to, to have kind of some sense of like what, what the point is, even if I don't have the skill to get there. (laughs)
2: Well, I don't want to talk about it too much, but I've got to say that one of the things that I really loved about the process of creating that art was I was using art that didn't contain what I wanted to draw out of it, but I, I found a way to draw out of it um, what I wanted. And and I don't know if you guys saw this, but it, and you, know, it, you can look at the On Cyber Gallery or the video, but what I was looking for was I was trying to... Pull ape visages out of paintings that had nothing to do with apes, and I was trying to pull aliens out of out of artwork that had nothing to do with aliens, and I was also trying to bring motion where motion didn't ex- exist, and um, and I I don't know. It felt really good to do, and it was really it was really uh, an enjoyable experience, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm really happy that um, that it's getting a reaction, the that's enough about that. Let's talk about some other stuff um Brianna, what is up with seven love stories i'm I'm ready to mint when is it happening?
3: Oh my goodness, so the team and I just yesterday were celebrating because we we're starting to hear the when is it when is it when is it and so then that's exciting right I mean that's like the the next level of of this uh uh plot line of how uh oh and and uh minting project works and so that's really exciting and so announcements are coming soon of course i'm not going to share anything um too big right now but announcements are coming soon and um we are planning an open house very soon so that's that will be announced pretty quick and so that's super exciting um No, we're just we're just plugging right along. This is the week where we're celebrating the author of the seven love stories. And so each week we featured each one of the artists. And then this week now it's my turn. And so if you see lots of uh, Twitter posts about me, that's what's happening (laughs) is that there's lots of lots of celebrating and lots of and I just felt overwhelmed with. Um, love and care today, and that all goes back to you guys because it is you who taught me that I know how to do this. so <laughs> thank you that gratitude is immeasurable.
1: Uh, I love to hear that rihanna it's phenomenal.
3: yeah, thank you <laughs> thank you, thank you. um so it's really exciting and and um we're doing lots of really fun things and roving with Rihanna, that show today was just phenomenal. And, um, so yeah, things are going so well and and it's so fun and I'm writing all the time and, and so, yeah, I I think, um, last week I was supposed to have a meeting with Cryptoversal Books who I see in the audience and the week just like flew by. (laughs) And so, you know, we're just, we just keep, keep plugging along and, keep trying to connect with each other and and work on these projects and build each other up and grow all together. So that is that's always my goal. And I'm loving the the edition of Vagabond magazine. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward and and so excited about all these wonderful things.
2: I do feel like we had a a great edition this time, Rihanna, like you guys. Really knocked it out of the park with this this issue of Vagabond Magazine, and it's it's so nice that it's not even Valentine's Day yet, but you know our love is already down on the page. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Oh, speaking of down on the page, uh, Dylan, so so we are all. (laughs) <laughs> Dylan's down on the page, but, uh, but we all working on a collaborative bit here and not tell too much about it, but about, uh, it was, I feel like that process was something we're talking about here.
1: CD. I apologize, my friend, but, um, the audio came through, like, I don't know if there were like packets that got rearranged or what, but it, uh, it was completely incomprehensible. I, I heard my name, uh, and that was about it. I apologize.
2: No, I, I think that's my fault. So let's see if this works. Um, you finished writing something this week, and I think the process was was different than than you've experienced before. Can you talk about that?
1: Huh? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I love to talk about writing. Um, yes, I, I have put together a new novella. Um, in fact one of the only things in my past that i that i've been able to accomplish uh like a traditional like uh journal uh magazine publication of um was my first novella the price of bliss eternal available on readme books um to pick up or or you could go there to uh, bewilderingstories.com to to read that um and and basically i have put together another uh sci-fi novella and what was different about the process this time is is that i'm actually working uh i'm not sure if i'm supposed to say who i'm working with but but i'm working with a team of people and we are each putting together a story set in a time that's not this time and and basically um it's been this massively open creative process and and so so some of the ups and downs with it were, were kind of the initial excitement that I felt, you know, it being invo- invited to you know collaborate on like a, a real sci-fi anthology. Um, that meant a lot to me. I, I was really excited um, for that. And and so what happened was I I digested what I could of the world, and and I got kind of down on it. I th- I thought you know there's there's just no way. I I don't think I can make it fit. You know I I don't think it's gonna work and and then i talked to uh the the person who is kind of behind the effort you know like our ringleader, like like kind of kind of organizing all, all the different folks um and had a really encouraging talk and and you know suddenly it just kind of flowed out and i, I wrote probably eight thousand words in like one day and i left it unfinished and i thought about it for two weeks and then i went back um last night and and i just finally kind of put the inning together with it um and to me, it's an incredibly meaningful story, and and it's a story that I thought about in a way that I really had never thought about a story that I wrote before. You know, there, there was a depth to it. Like most of my stories are very spur of the moment, and the things that I do research on are more like philosophy, like uh, science, you know, like these more concrete things. Like like I, I've always played with fiction, but I've never worked at it really. Um, and so this was a concept. Um that that really allowed me to kind of get both going, you know and and do the play side and and have the fun with it,, uh, but then also you know really take my time with it and and work at making it coherent and cohesive and and hopefully just a really enjoyable experience for all the people that will end up reading it
2: i think uh, I think my connection's probably a little bit buggy, but that is so good to hear, man. and um and w- what I said before was i, I, I don't want to give away too much of what we're doing. We're going to take Rihanna's tack on on this one, but it is cool that the three of us are all working on this on this project, along with some of our other uh, amazingly talented friends in this Web three space. And everything that I've seen so far, or you know, had the privilege to like be privy to, it's been so cool. It's so exciting to be building alongside you guys um and and these other folks and and i'm really excited about what what the future holds for this and i can't wait to read the the story that you finished dylan it it really is exciting for
1: me hey i'm so glad to hear it and um while we're here i I know that you're a really accomplished fiction writer because you've written a lot and rihanna i know that you have written a lot so i I do just kind of like want to put a writing question out and and just say like when y'all put fiction together um how much effort goes into it and how much of that effort is something that like to you is is fun versus how much is work
3: oh that's a great question cd do you want to go first i think you've got a lot more
2: qualification for this one i've got a sh- short answer but i'll I'll wait until after okay. um we hear from you
3: okay okay so um i love writing fiction I love it. It's my favorite. I can, I can go to an airport or go to a restaurant and I can see a stranger and I can make up a life for them, um, in no time flat. And, um, so that's always been that way. Like ever since I can remember, um, growing up, my mom would be like, now, is this a real story? Or is this the and then she would call me my nickname and say, or is it this kind of story? And I'm like, oh, it's this kind of story because <laughs> you know I'm making up things. Um, and so i I love it. It's so fun for me. Um I wouldn't even know how to turn it off, basically. Um, but the the big thing that I did have to learn was that um, when, well, you guys know me well enough to know that I, I plan things. I'm a planner, I plan. And, um, but I can only plan a novel or a short story so much because what happens, um, is that I kind of know the beginning. I sort of know like big events that happen throughout. And then, and then I have a general sense of how it's going to end. Um, but then once I sit down and I start having my characters interact with each other, they start saying things that I didn't imagine and it's just better to go along with what they're saying than it is to fight them on it and that makes me maybe sound like i'm a little crazy but um hopefully not because i'm in a room with writers right and so i'm not you know set for the loony bin yet but um yeah the the just allowing them to speak their own thoughts and do their own things. And, and I really get into trouble if I try to control what they're doing, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, that makes perfect sense. And, and, you know, honestly, like in my experience, uh, writing fiction is somewhat unique because it's always very creative, like the philosophy stuff and the uh, science stuff and probably the law stuff. And, you know, anything that's tied to something real in the, in that way, you know, is, is going to be something that, that you know. There, there's like a sort of rigor, um, and what that rigor does is it it prevents uh, you from saying things that are incorrect about it. But but in fiction, we lack you know sort of that uh, I, I guess metaphysical backbone. You know that that we're always tying everything to if we're writing, say, a patent, and and so so there there is like this flowy layer and like. The, my, the the reason that I write fiction in the first place, I I think, is just because I I, I really enjoy what you're talking about here with with, with the play and, and the, the possibilities and and the not knowing what's going to happen until you write it. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> it's just too much fun.
3: Right. Right. No, it is. And I can remember, you know, when I started working on, you know, my first novel, which was holy nothing crap, you know, it. It it really is something that like, you know, you sort of cut your teeth on kind of, it's not good enough to do anything with, but sheesh, you learn a lot. And that was really, I had to learn how to shut off the inner critic. The, oh my, is my reader going to like this? You don't even know your reader yet. Like just tell the story, whatever it is that's trying to come out of you. And then secondarily, listen to the people who are trying to tell the story with you. And, man, I can tell you that that was such a struggle to get to the point where I was like, I'm just going to let them do what they're going to do. And we'll, I'll just go along. <laughs> just describe at this point. I'm not I'm not controlling anything.
1: <laughs> OK, well, and so your process, um, it, it obviously is is going to be very, very playful if you're that receptive to all of the. um you know, sort of, sort of creative side of things, but, but is there like a really rigorous, like editing process that you go back through and like cut things out or change words or check spelling or, or any of that stuff, or, or is it like a hundred percent play?
3: Uh, so, yeah, that's a great question too. So um to start with the, with the first part, I can plan an entire novel on a single sheet of paper. And sometime I think I should do a little workshop on it because it's very cool. It's a very cool tool. Um, because it takes into consideration the protagonist, the antagonist, the confidant. And sometimes the confidant is the love interest. If it's a romance novel or the confidant is the best friend, if it's, you know, some sort of suspense thing or whatever else, you know, whatever. Those are the three main players. And once you start getting them going on the page, it it starts to develop. And so that's really a fun thing. Um, but then... I am in love with the word that, and I know that. (laughs) And so when I'm finished, I do a whole search that, and I look for every single instance. And sometimes I'm aghast at how many times I actually use that word. Um, And so then I just go back through and I'm like, how can I rearrange the sentence so I don't use that word? And then then I try to, to, you know, pare it down to maybe five or six times in the entire book. Maybe I use, maybe I use the word that, but, um, and so, yes, I, I use a lot of search and find when I'm completely finished, like find and replace or whatever that tool is called. Um, and just go through that way. And, um, I also, um, by habit put two faces after a period, not that that means anything to anybody, but. Um, we're kind of moving towards one space after a period. So I use the search and find for that, the find and replace for that piece too. But I I have a list of things where I'm like, um what I think earlier in Spaces Today, somebody was talking about it would be really cool if um chat, um, GPT or this new thing that Google is coming out with that could be like, um, now your character has blue eyes in the second chapter. And in the ninth chapter, it's changed to green. Is there somebody that could, you know, watch that for us to make sure that we're not messing that up so badly? But, um, yeah, so I I try to keep a, a list of this is this is what my people look like. So if I'm I'm trying to describe them or talk about them or whatever, I don't mess up their eye color, their hair color or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's really important. I, that, I've got I've had some amount of experience with that. Uh, but but I think we were going to rope CD in answering this same question here. While we're at it, CD, do you uh, do you still have uh, a piece for us about about work versus play in in your fiction writing, sir? Sure.
2: I mean, um, I think like Riona, for me, um, storytelling has always been such an innate part of who I am that um, to to some extent, like other people watch TV or. Um, or read books. I write stories, and um, it's it's largely just me scribing. You know, putting putting it down on the page. My process. You know, they say that there's planners and or pantsers and plotters. You know, in the um, in the writing world, and I've always been more pantser. But the, the where the place where I do plot is in my character development. I usually create every detail that I can about my my protagonist, um, my antagonist. And um, I've always called them the friend, but the confidant is actually more appropriate word. Thank you, Riona. Um, and so I, I planned them very carefully and then I let them tell the story. I, I basically dropped them into a situation. Um, and, you know, just for this project that we're talking about, I had, I had actually gone much more in the plotting direction than I, than I ever go. And <laughs> the whole plot got thrown out the window. None of it happened. Um, it, it completely changed. Every single bit of it disappeared. Um, and and I came out with a story that was probably much better, much more... Um, it was still 22,000 words, but it was much more compact and and much less spread out than it would have been. So for me, the whole writing process is actually a um, fiction is play. It is It is play. It is imagination. It's basically... The, the act of creation, I like. I can, as writers, I, I suppose we are the most uh, capable people in the world for actually understanding what it might be like to be God. You know, because we we express our imaginations in this way, where we actually are creating worlds and people, and characters, and languages and. You know you you name it. We're creating new emotions sometimes, which it sounds like a, a silly thing to say, but I don't think that it is. so, so there's that. Uh, and then speaking of that, um, I've recently started using Scrivener or Scrivener, however, however it's said, and it has an absolutely frightful tool that you can use that will show you how many times you use particular words in a in a project or essay. And um there's just, there's some things that we fall into as writers that we we become comfortable with certain words or certain turns of phrase, and we start to use them again and again and again. And also, two spaces for the period. Of course, um, I took typing, so it's essential essential to put two spaces when you're typing something, but not so much on a screen. So that, that's my thought on this. Um, I went a little longer than I expected with it.
1: Hey, that is a okay. Um, folks, we we've got probably about ten more minutes of discussion here. Um and, and I do uh I do still have one piece of page dial news that I I didn't bring up earlier. Like, you know, I, I had the, the piece about the page token and, and I just want to say um we we have code on the way. And and we have a new project that, that's coming and I'm not trying to build hype or anything. It, it's just, those are the facts. It, it'll be here before too much terribly longer. And so that is just the most exciting thing. Uh, you know, I'm going to hear the word that every time I use it now, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I wanted to, to make sure that I, I dropped that in there. <laughs> it's like a pun now to me or something. That but, is okay. Uh, but yeah so 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 code is on the way and and we have you know more partnerships uh more interest from from our community from from the web3 publishing community and and so I'm I'm really excited to be here with y'all because you know here we are right like like we're we're the people that have been writing and that have been grinding and that you know even though we don't know everything that needs to happen even though we don't know how to do all of the you know different things that need to be done uh, we're taking up this vision and supporting it, and kind of moving it forward piece by piece, and kind of carrying it across the line. You know, uh, come what may, on on the other side. And and so I'm I'm proud of us. And and I wanted to throw that out there. And <laughs> there I did it again.
3: I am laughing. I mean, I'm not laughing at what you were saying. I love what you were saying. I agreed exactly with what you were saying. Um, so much. And the the, but the that. <laughs>
1: laughing because
3: <laughs> you don't hear that now <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so much fun so much fun so now i'm so excited about the the things that are around the bend there that's wonderful
1: oh yeah yeah I'm i'm so excited too i mean it's it's been a long time coming and it's been a really rough road and we are not about to be there by any stretch of the imagination but Taking one step at a time is the best way to walk a thousand miles. I guess they might say.
3: Definitely. Definitely. I wanted to jump in and say CD, something that you said really resonated with me about how, um, instead of watching television or doing other, those mundane things that you write. And, um, that's definitely true of me as well. You know, some people journal at the end of the day or, or whatever I like if you were like here, journal about your life. I would make something up. I don't even like. I would I would literally lie. I lie for a living. You know, I say that all the time. My family, friends, everybody laughs at me, but I'm like seriously. Uh, you know, it's fun.
1: <laughs> uh, it's so it's totally fun. It really is. I mean, it, it makes it more fun in a way. I, I don't know. I I, I think in. Uh... In in a lot of like more technical writing contexts, it's it's really important to tell the truth and to tell it like you know, in sort of like a a well formed and concise way. And and there's like definitely elements of wordsmithing there. So so I guess maybe I diverge from you two a little bit because I actually just I absolutely love um telling people about history and, and, you know, writing about, about things like that. I, I think I would probably have a really hard time actually trying to journal. I've, I've never been able to keep a journal. I'm, I, I guess not interested enough in myself uh, to keep a journal, but, but that's not because I don't like writing facts. It's more because I, uh, you know, I, I like to focus outside for, for whatever reason. And and I bet a lot of people have have very very different uh, creative writing personalities. So so this has been a really fun discussion to to kind of unpack some of.
2: I think it's really funny, Dylan, that um like for me, like I, I can imagine you writing writing a biography of C. W. Post and being very meticulous and fact checking it. I would hate to do that kind of writing. I've done it before, but what I would rather write about is C. W. Post and the story of how one time he went to the post office. And decided that um, that he was going to blow it up, even though that story never happened. I I love taking something, something historical, something fun, something something that people can relate to because it's real or they know about it, and turning it on its head into something that's relatable for a completely different reason. Um, So there's definitely different writing styles that we have, and different skill sets that we have and bring to the table, and that's why it's so fun to be working on a collaborative project with both of you and and all these other folks it's it's really cool to be doing this
3: yes i am loving this conversation because we get an opportunity to kind of look inside each other's creative mind and none of what either one of you have said is surprising in the least (laughs) not in any way because your personality kind of uh shows that anyway and so it's it's lovely and and wonderful and i feel like i'm just i just got to know you so much better
1: i'm grinning in the ear to ear right now yeah me too i've had plenty of chuckles too um folks I, I think we may have uh, more or less accomplished what we wanted to do with the show today i'm definitely in a better mood than when we started feeling very very happy to have had this conversation what, what do you say we call it a couple minutes early and peace love and whippy it out.
3: <laughs> Sounds
1: good. Peace, love, okay and whippy. I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> All
3: right. Sorry, Three, two, really no. Wait, say no. it. I <laughs> you. <laughs> Much love, you guys. Much love.
2: Peace, love, and whippy. And I'm so sorry for stepping on you. I think I have a lag.
3: Aloha. Aloha.
1: Aloha. Y'all have a great day.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Dow Show, episode 18. Recorded on Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show us some support now. through. So Back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day Looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players In the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork While I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad Like we always wait for dooms. Slayed a few in my early years Off in the shroom, Sitting in the dark Waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof Writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit Like filming a movie role Sorting through support From your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls Handed reports It's the latest proof Two plus two.